0: Kirk, what's going on, man?
1: Oh, not much. Very excited.
0: I'm very excited for part 2 of our auction draft strategy.
1: Oh, I thought we were going to talk about flowers. No. Okay. That'll be the next one. We'll do that. This one we'll do we'll do the we'll do the uh the draft strategies. Okay, that sounds good.
0: Are right, you ready to talk some fancy football, man?
1: Yes, I am.
0: All right, good. Good. Hey, um Yeah, this is our second episode of the auction draft strategy today as promised we are going to talk about how uh kirk and i set a budget uh for an upcoming auction draft now this is the prep we do prior to the draft and it's paid off well for us uh in the last five years uh kirk anything you want to add before we get into the uh breaking news stick to the budget that's all i gotta say (laughs) all right Um, so Kirk, do you want to talk about the breaking news?
1: No, you, you go, you, 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 you must've read a little more. I thought he actually was suspended, but you go ahead and, and Uh,
0: I haven't seen anything yet, but, uh, what Kirk's referring to is Jameis Winston starting quarterback for the Buccaneers, looking like he's going to receive a three game suspension for off the field stuff from, uh, an Uber ride in 2016, um, Three game suspension. Uh, what does that mean to you, Kirk, uh, as far as fantasy, fantasy wise?
1: Well, that puts a that puts a damper on um, on Mike Evans uh, stock, or it could be a good thing because Ryan Fitzpatrick may like him and may key on him and just chuck the ball to him. Um, I yeah, re- yeah, I really don't know if this is going to be positive or negative, actually
0: yeah it it didn't work out well last year when Fitzpatrick was in for Mike Evans um you know Evans with with the inconsistency there at quarterback he he ended up uh, i think as a wide receiver number 20 yeah in, in points per game for our PPR leagues but uh I, I I'll tell you what this means for me is that Jameis Winston who I was already, I, I do not view him in the same uh light as a lot of other fantasy experts i i think he is a mid level or even high quarterback number two I don't think he's a potential quarterback number one but he he's undraftable um I think you know the bigger thing though is if you have him in dynasty or keeper leagues is I think Tampa Bay has to seriously question whether he is their guy for the future and if they're going to keep him for that fifth year option which uh just something to keep your eye on but uh you know I, I you know the Mike Evans thing Kirk that that's also true and they they do have I think Three tough matchups in those first three games to so where Winston's going to miss. So, uh. yeah, I don't,
1: I don't, I, I'm going to, the only thing I'm going to uh, say on, on him is, is I don't think they're going to give up on him. I, they, they seem to be very, very high on him in Tampa Bay and they like the way he works and stuff. But, yeah, I, for some reason, I can't imagine them trying to start over with anybody else. Wow. something, something really easy and really perfect comes around.
0: Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. They do have a new general manager. And if, if they do bad this season, Dirk Cutter could be out the door. And, you know, new regime just may not want to put up with that. But, yeah, yeah no, I mean, it's that is tough to pass up on a guy who you think may be a, a potential franchise quarterback. Uh, just ask the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Around that often. So,
1: hey, we, hey, they all quarterbacks become ground chuck. We get them in, we ground them up and spit them out, and they fail <laughs> everywhere else. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's not like they've only failed for Cleveland. So. Yeah, yeah. No, they suck everywhere. <laughs> um, all right, man. So hey uh our last episode we talked about auction drafts and kind of how, how they flow, what to expect during the actual drafts. Um but yeah, the one thing we Kirk, you and I were shocked about when we entered these leagues is how little preparation other players do when going into the draft. I, I think what we see is uh, other owners kind of, they like fantasy players. Uh, there are certain players and they say, Hey, I, I would really like to get this certain specific player or I'm big on this guy this year. And then they just go into the draft and just kind of wing it. And they, they bid hard after guys they like, and they don't bid after guys they don't like. And that's really about as much thought as they put into it.
1: Yeah, I I think the magazine subscription to fantasy football uh, magazines goes through the roof around this time, and I feel that there are enough or there are a number of players in our league that uh, that's their motto is, okay, I'm going to get this magazine. It's going to tell me all I need to know. I'm going to read all the articles, and they're going to tell me who's good. Well, we kind of did a we know who we like, But let's look at the numbers, let's look at the data, let's see what we can, you know, come up with organically on our own. And then we can kind of compare what the experts are saying to kind of fill in the gaps. Because, you know, we did all the work up front and they said, well, I'm going to have this expert guy tell me what second, third tier running back I should pick up. And then they end up bidding way too much on him and looking silly.
0: Yep. So... Really, Kirk, the the way you and I have always attacked these drafts is we always start our budget by looking um uh, and, and actually let let me set the stage first. This is so we're gonna do this budget as if we're in uh um it's called the PCS uh auction league. It's it's the first auction league that we were in. It's a 12 a team standard league. Uh, And the roster is as such. It's kind of old school. It's quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, and a tight end. Um, There is a kicker in defense, but they're not incorporated into the auction draft. So there's no flex position. And not the budget. They're not part of the budget. They're not part of the budget, yeah. Uh, Also, the bench is set as well to where you have to have one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, and a tight end on your bench.
1: This is this is a locked roster for the entire season. So yes. and how, how this is a, this affects the rest of the season is when you are trading with another team, you absolutely have to have the same positions traded. Well, um, so I, I go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say I think we'll talk more about that in the show me on the doll where the commissioner touched you or violated <laughs> you episode. <laughs> and, and, and dumbest dumbest commissioner rules ever. So right, but yeah. But
1: bottom line is, it's a locked roster throughout the season. So when you're drafting, you have to draft two quarterbacks, whether you want to or not. You have to draft right. four running backs. So that's that's kind of when we are creating this budget. That's probably the only thing mm-hmm. that made it simpler is we were able to then just do, you know dole money out to these positions, knowing we had to have them. Yeah, but so that that was that's probably the only thing that made it easier for us initially. But still, we think it's poppycock.
0: <laughs> so, whenever we kind of attack these drafts, uh, Kirk, you and I have always looked at what, what we call kind of the core four positions, and that's your two running backs and your top two receivers, right? Um, and, and that's where the biggest, I think, um, consideration goes into how much we're allocating for those positions, right? Uh, Stereotypical draft for for Kirk and I, and again we are co-managers for this team. As we go running back heavy, uh, typically it's it, you know we have had certain years to where we say we're going to spend more than fifty dollars on both our running backs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, you know NFL is changing, so we have altered that um, in certain years to where hey we're willing to spend forty five dollars or above on a receiver. But what we're going to do today is just go over. This is a, and typically Kirk, what you and I do is we'll set two or three budgets and just kind of bounce around right? uh, which one we like the best. And then we choose one and go into the draft with that. So I'm going to take an example budget here and we're going to talk through the thought process. This isn't the one that you and I are going to employ for our draft this year. We haven't even talked about it yet, but I thought this was something that we would do and, and it actually, you know, after going through the process, seems like it would it would actually do do well for us. But uh, right, just want to talk about the budget, what you can expect, what players you could expect to get for for this amount of money. So, look, you ready to do it?
1: I am, and again, this is, this is going to be based on last year's performance. Correct the type of player no. that you're you're looking to get. No, you.
0: so this is so what we're going to do is. Uh, I'll, I'll, explain it once we get into it. So, okay. uh, first of all, um, looking at running backs, you know, this is, uh, taken into account a, a of $200 budget Kirk. We typically like to, for our running back, number one, we typically like to go hard after the stud running back. So we, we allocate, we're going to allocate $60 for our running back. Number one in this, in this example of a budget. And he- Think about auction drafts and i mentioned it last episode in a snake draft if you're the number if you're stuck with the number 11 pick you have zero chance of getting one of the top tier running backs whereas in an auction draft everybody has equal opportunity but i'll tell you we always we're willing to spend 60 dollars or above which maybe only two or three other teams are willing to do so we are almost guaranteeing that we are going to get Top tier running back when we allocate this much money, right,
1: right, and and, and it, it really depends on the entire entire class of running backs, um, how much, how much because if there's if there was less if there was more parity in the top five to ten running backs, we mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be doing this. But because there is a drop off um, uh, in in the quality, we know that this is this is absolutely necessary for us to have.
0: Yeah. So, so something else we do and we'll really only do it for a running back one and receiver one is so Kirk and I will say, hey, we're willing to spend $60 on a running back. And then we go through the running backs and say, all right, who's in the $60 club? Who can we expect to get? Or who would we want to spend that much on? Right. And really, Kirk, I mean, I think this year, I think there's, uh, I think there's the big four. Yeah, I think it's uh, Bell. Gurley, Zeke and David Johnson. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly it. And I, I, there's a, there's a fictitious line that I drew in my list of players and that's, that's where it is.
0: So, yeah, I mean, other people may feel great about Kamara or even Saquon Barkley, Elvin Gordon. And I, I don't disagree with those players. I'd love to have them on my team. It's just, I'm not spending sick. I think the top four are a cut above those guys. Yes, I agree. Um, totally. All right. So, so, if uh, if you're listening at home, if you got a pen and paper, you can kind of keep along and uh, and just listen to the method of our madness here. So, in the PCS league last year, only two players went for over sixty dollars. That was uh, uh, it was Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. So, what I'm going to do in predicting who we might be able to get this year is if uh, assuming that only two players go above $60 this year, um, we would, you know, we're assuming that we would get the third player then. So the third player at that position. So if we're willing to spend $60, we could expect to get Ezekiel Elliott as the third best running back. So that's a pretty good start to our team. I would be happy with that. Yes. Okay. Uh, so wide receiver, number one I have as our second uh highest uh, budgeted player and i have that at $45. Now going back to to last year, seven wide receivers went for over $45, which is kind of a lot uh for that league typically, right? Yeah, i mean but people
1: do, you know, some people buy into the receiving uh aspect of fantasy football more than the running back and that's just where their attention goes and people seem to fall suit with that. So it's, it's, it fits in well for us.
0: Yeah. And the the big thing to remember is this is a standard league. So if there's certain guys like, you know, Jarvis Landry or, you know, Cooper cup, you, that you may not want to be as high on, on them in this league, but Kirk, if, if assuming that seven players go for over $45 and, and assuming that at that budget, we would get the eighth best receiver, currently an average draft position, that would mean we're getting Keenan Allen as our wide receiver. Number one. Wow. How do you feel about that?
1: Can we just, can we just start with this team uh, right away? (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, so, and I think this is important because, um, well, actually let me keep going and then you'll see why, why this strategy is so important. So we go heavy, we go heavy after running back number one and heavy after wide receiver. Number one. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what we've also done is for our running back number two and wide receiver number two, we've allocated $30 a piece for each of those positions. So, mm-hmm. looking at last year in the in the PCS league, there were 13 players, 13 running backs, excuse me, who went for over $30. So, assuming that 13 players this year would go over $30, mm-hmm. the player who's going at the 14th position, the average draft position for running backs, is jarek mckinnon so he would be our number two running back um you know players right around him or also christian McCaffrey or joe mixon uh la'shawn mccoy those type of players so again this is a 12 team league uh that's a great running back number two i think yeah
1: especially Uh, based on what we expect him to do and um you know, just the way they use utilize the running back again. Carlos Hyde last year in that system was a pretty good running back, even though they stuck. Yeah, so. he, he
0: was. A, yeah, he was a top ten, top ten running back. Yeah. Um, all right, and then finally, so getting to the end of our core players here, our wide receiver number two, who we also thought, uh, or who we also budgeted thirty dollars for, uh, and last year, nine players in this league went. Uh, wide receivers went for over $30. So assuming we would get the 10th best receiver, uh, that would be Doug Baldwin uh, as of right now. So uh, standard legs love Doug Baldwin, touchdown guy. Yeah. So, so, and and here is why we do this. And here's why we go so hard after those core four players. Um, so right now, again, running backs, we're talking Ezekiel Elliott and Jarek McKinnon. Wide receivers Keenan Allen and Doug Baldwin. Uh, again, this is a 12-team a, a, a league. So, right now in drafts, Zeke is going at the 103. Jarek McKinnon. Hold on here. Let's see what what is he going at. So he's definitely going in the second round. I want to say maybe around the 210 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jarek McKinnon. Oh, 209. Okay, so he's going at the two oh nine. Now we go over to our receivers, and this is again, this is going to so important to do this budget. If we go to our receivers, uh, Keenan Allen is going. He is also okay, so he's the same average as McKinnon. He's going at the two oh nine as well, and then Doug Baldwin is going at the three oh four. What do you mean by three oh four and two oh nine?
1: Is that second round ninth position or? Okay.
0: Correct. So so Doug Bowman going in the third round, fourth Mm -hmm. pick. All right. So. So and here's why this is important. We have four players, all of which the latest of which is going as the fourth pick in the third round. So we have a high first round pick, two second round picks and then a high third round pick. So that is why we are so aggressive is we are basically just front loading this team. We're very top heavy and and you've got four, you know, you know, top players, top echelon Mm -hmm. players who are not only in the third round or above, but all of them are considered running back. Number ones or wide receiver. Number ones for the. All right. Now, here's
1: here's a question. Now, why don't we worry about the tight end? Because the tight end is a receiver and their yards and TDs. Why don't we value the tight end as highly as the wide receiver? Like maybe instead of doing wide receiver two for 30 bucks, why don't we do tight end number one for 30 bucks?
0: Okay. And here's, here's exactly, I'll, I'll move to tight end next. Um, so remember, we still have three starting positions. We haven't talked about quarterback, wide receiver, number three. And boy, you,
1: let me, let me add so, something else to the reason why, i like this going into the budget or going into the draft is it felt it felt relaxing to know that you allotted a certain amount of money for your first your top player is going to be a running back one in our in our thing it was easy going after who we thought was the number one it it was it was or one of those three guys it felt good because you 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 already had it already sectioned off you already know what the rest of the draft is going to look like and then you know that if you can if you want to go up 3 bucks or 4 bucks to get the guy you want you know the other one is just going to take a little bit of a hit but you felt good knowing that you had this you were prepared for this amount of money and and it, that 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 allows the rest of the draft to, to be adjusted appropriately so if we were to go five bucks more, we would just take away from another
0: position. Right. And and, and what so what Kirk's saying there is like, so $45 for our wide receiver number one, um, assuming that seven players go above that and we get Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen may go for $41. He may not go for 45 So I'll take that $4 and then And maybe we have that on our, yeah, or or another running,
1: I mean, yeah, anything, anything that, uh, whatever it, it just allows the rest of the draft to be adjusted appropriately.
0: Um, right. Yeah. And and we're very good about, we we probably stay within three to $5 of every, of our budget. Um, you know, so, okay. All right. Keep going. So, so the funny thing is you said you said why do we not put as much stock into our tight end as our wide receiver for example. Well, this is this is where it gets kind of crazy. So we for our wide receiver number 1, we spent we budgeted $45 and expect to get maybe the eighth best right. receiver. Well, for tight end, we budget $8. Take a guess how many tight ends went for over $8 last year. Three,
1: four?
0: Uh, six. six. So, so we would actually get the seventh best tight end. So, even though we're spending 37 less dollars on our tight end, we are still by the rankings getting a higher ranked tight end than a wide receiver right. number one. So, um, now if we look at who's, who's the seventh best tight end going in average drafts right now, that's Kyle Rudolph, which that Doesn't. I mean, he's fine. He's 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 a fine player. But the thing is, if you don't like Kyle Rudolph and you like some of the guys below him, like Trey Burton or Jordan Reed or Delaney Walker, well, then you just choose not to pick Kyle Rudolph and you budget for those guys. I mean, that's you have the flexibility to do that. And we're still not assuming that those guys who are below him are going to go for more than eight dollars.
1: Now, I remember, I remember uh, now things have changed, but we, all, we always looked at just, you know, the, the clump of players and where the drop-offs are. Um, and I know in running backs, it's sometimes pretty easy to tell. Uh, and, and same thing with tight ends and, and wide receivers. You just look at the yards, their end-of-the-year stats, your yards and your touchdowns. And, you know, there are people that, that, that just kind of blend in and maybe it doesn't tell the story week to week. Uh, And you have to do a little more more digging. But a lot of times, you'll just see there's a big group of guys that are about the same. And so if you can just be in that window of players with your budget, Mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter which one you get um, if you're not going after Rob Gronkowski or Kelsey.
0: Right. Yeah, if there's those, you know, maybe, I guess, third tier of of tight ends is really who we're hoping to get with budgeting that much and that's so, a,
1: that's that's a lot of so, lot of, that's a lot of money sometimes for that tight end paying eight bucks right. and, and what we've done in the past is because the way the draft has gone we end up allocating so, money somewhere else
0: again last year we spent on our two tight end positions we spent a total yeah, of three dollars now granted we got jack doyle and kobe fleener but jack doyle ended up being a top 10 right. tight end so again it, it validates our right. thought process going right
1: into this. We, we those that's where we're willing to to take a little bit of a risk spend less money and hope to get value out of it
0: yep okay so again uh looking good all right so you ready to jump up to quarterback? yes oh yeah all right so quarterback is we take kind of the same thought process as we do tight end so for this example budget Let's say we're going to spend $8 on yeah. a quarterback. Kirk, if I had to ask you last year, how many players went – how many quarterbacks went for over $8 in that league? Oh, what In that league, say? probably 10 or more. Uh, You're you right on the uh, – hit the nail right on the head. It was 10, ten quarterbacks went for, for over um, uh, $8. And all I think that is is even though this is a four-point passing touchdown league, I think guys just think, oh, quarterbacks are yeah. important. You know, so therefore they must be important for fantasy. So uh, again, let's go through the thought process here. So if we look at the 11th quarterback right now in average draft position, we are looking at Matt Ryan, (laughs) which, yeah, which, uh, you know, two years ago was the number two overall quarterback. But let's say, let's say, for example, I don't like Matt Ryan. Here are the four quarterbacks going after Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, Matthew Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger, and Philip Rivers. Out okay. uh, if we got one out of those yeah. five, I would be completely happy. At, you know, assuming Andrew Luck's healthy. Kirk, last year we we got Matthew Stafford uh, for six dollars yeah. because we were patient and uh, yeah. I mean, it just See, the,
1: the big that, thing with quarterbacks that that it that for us it was okay. You know, you look at you look at their. The the, again the top tier that that are out of our price range and you look at what separates even them from the second tiers i remember seeing sometimes it was like three or four points a game and that was kind of it and i thought well why would we spend all that money on them to where there's a greater drop off in another position and then we that way we we have to get the best ones so the the other thing was is um you have four points for t- touchdown and negative two for an interception, right? Or a turnover. So, mm-hmm. so a three touchdown two interception game for 450 yards may look good, but I mean, really they, you know, the, you know, it's four, it's ne- it's not, it ends up hurting themselves. So I, I just don't, I don't value the quarterback as much. You don't value the quarterback as much. We seem to still get a g- high value guy, for a little money and one else is caught. Right.
0: So so here's what I want to point out. Last year, Aaron Rodgers, I think we talked about last episode, went for thirty-two dollars right. or thirty-three dollars. Yeah. Uh we got Matthew Stafford for six dollars. Aaron Rodgers last year, again, he was hurt, so you gotta take that yeah. into account. He averaged eighteen point five points per game. Matthew Stafford averaged seventeen point one. So that is a difference of one point four points a game. That we got at that position. Now, Russell Wilson, who was the, you know, him and Carson Wentz did the best uh, as far as players who were drafted. Nobody drafted Deshaun Watson. So, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz were 21.7 points. So, again, you're talking a difference there of of four points between uh, Russell Wilson, who went for the high 20s, to Matthew Stafford, who went for six. And we, you know, we made that up. In yeah. And that's,
1: areas. that's where we said, was like, we, we could, we could use that money somewhere else so much better.
0: <clears throat> yep. Okay. So, Hey, the last starting position to talk about is our wide receiver number three, and we allocated $5 for that. So typically let's say. Let's say if we saved a couple bucks, we would probably add it on to that wide receiver right. number three because the difference between $5 and $9 is, is really pretty big once you're getting into to that level of player. Um, you know, Last year, Kirk, we got Adam Thielen for $7 in our draft. So that is what we are hoping to do is find one of those lower level guys, a uh, uh, guy that we think has the potential to be a steal. Mm-hmm. And fly under the radar and steal them from everybody else. Now, the the important thing is, and you'll see this once you're in your draft is uh, value depends on when a player is nominated. So a lot of times there may be higher tier guys who just for some reason have not been nominated, and and they make it until late in the in the draft when everybody has spent all their money and you can steal them for Correct. cheap. Yeah. Well, here's
1: here's the other uh, thing is, as I'm looking at this, what what we've uh, allocated was fourteen dollars for the bench. So that's fourteen dollars for six positions. That's, you know, it's two dollars a position. And, you know, with one being a little bit more. So in in this position, if we've drafted, let's just say miraculously, this is this is the order of which we've drafted. And we got all Mm -hmm. those players and we're still filling out our starting roster. If there is somebody like Adam Thielen for 2 bucks more, we're going to then say, forget the bench. We want a better starting lineup, and we can worry about the bench later.
0: Right. And, and steal money away. So, so the type of players that I think, you know, uh, I'm going to throw some names out there, and I don't know if the, these guys would fire you up or not, but, <clears throat> you know, the one guy we kind of talk about, Kirk, is, is Alan Hearns. Yeah. A guy, a guy who right now is the number one clear on his cut. Team. C- yeah. Clear cut. Uh, he's going right now is the 39th overall receiver in drafts. Uh, another guy, Randall Cobb, who could be the number two guy on an Aaron Rodgers led yeah. Green Bay team. Uh, they do he fire me up, actually. Uh, you know, uh, another guy. You know, Julian Edelman. Maybe he slips because of the suspension. Yeah. And we just try and suck it up. Uh, Pierre Garcon is going as a 37th, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson at 43. Um, You know, those guys, I think you can get one of them for 40 or for $5. And a guy who's right around the 35 to 45th, you know, receiver going right now. And you just hope you strike gold. And, And you also try and fill your bench with guys who you think may have a high upside you know maybe willing to break out um dd westbrook or somebody like that who you think deshaun jackson a guy that you know maybe get him for a buck or two maybe you know people are saying uh he's he's lost it and you just take a chance that's who you fill your bench yeah now
1: now we with our aggressive attitude towards our starting roster especially um mm-hmm. we go into the we go into the draft saying listen we do all the work for the draft we get our good starters and our bench is purely there for for just bye weeks and fill in roles and and emergency like injury type situations we right. we are we're really trying to strike gold at that point by just getting lucky with really cheap players but you know last year it bit us in the butt because not not our Not our second or third best player, but our number one target uh, got blasted and was done in David Johnson. So we were were really struggling to piece it together throughout the year. But it's worth the risk because if he's healthy, our roster went from just barely missing the playoffs to being a favorite in the playoffs. So that's totally worth it. And, you know, and and if we We're going to do the same thing this year, we're going to go after Somebody, either wide receiver or Running back, who Has not had the injury bug And we're going to assume that they're going to Play the whole year, and we're going to take a chance And it's worth it, and then if they If they get injured We are more than willing to play the game Throughout the year, it actually made a Really fun season last year Trying to find a running back To fill in um, Every week, and and, and right. it ended up being good for us uh, almost getting to the playoffs with having our number one guy out because we did all that work to get to find somebody else. So. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look at our bench last year, uh, you know, we had um, Eddie Lacey on our bench, which, you know, going to a new team. I mean, he ended up being right. Awful. But but the thought process was is look if he if they strike gold on this in this move if he's got one year left in him he's he's the clear cut right. starter there. Uh, we had Jeremy Macklin, same same scenario. He was two dollars goes to the Baltimore Ravens as their number right. one receiver. Uh, you know, again, didn't work out. But those are the kind of guys we're going to take a leap on. You know, Alan Hearns is is kind of the Jeremy Macklin yeah. for this year. Uh, so you know. That's, that's kind of our thought process. Again, you know, we are front loading our team. It's opposite of a snake draft to where in the snake draft, you're building depth on your bench, those, those key positions running back and receiver. This, we are going full board because again, you can get four players in the top three or top two rounds. If you're very aggressive and that will set you apart, you know, Pending those those players staying healthy. Yeah, so. yeah. The idea uh, the
1: idea behind behind this is we don't want to have to keep mixing and matching our mm-hmm. our starting rosters. We we want our. I think in our best years, we very rarely rotated out anybody other than bye weeks and like the tight end or the quarterback. The right. rest of it, it just was locked and loaded for the entire year.
0: So again, so keeping with that mm-hmm. budget. Um, I'll with wrap five, it up here. five so bucks with for the
1: wide receiver three, right?
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll just throw Alan Hearns as the name in there because I think he's somebody we could get for that much. Um, here here would be our starting roster. Quarterback, Matt Ryan, where we budgeted $8 for the quarterback. Running back number one, $60, we would get Zeke. Number two, $30, uh, get somebody like a Jarek mm-hmm. McKinnon. Wide receivers uh, for the $45, Keenan Allen. $30, Doug Baldwin. Wide receiver number three at $5, Allen Hearns. And then tight end, somebody like a, a Kyle Rudolph. So in, in that team, standard league, a 12-team league, I think that's, that team is, is definitely a playoff team and definitely going to compete. Yeah. Um, all of those guys are – Are productive, you know, with the the big wild card just being that third receiver there. Which look, if you miss on that pick, that's that is not going to sink your team. That's why you're there's going to be receivers who are undrafted that you can pick up on the waiver wire that will, you know, it'll be all right right for you.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. You. I mean this this is a solid this is a solid team that you would feel good about, especially with a locked roster. Your your um twelve teams. I mean it's. No flex position too. So I mean, that it, 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 that I think I think if your weakest spots, Kyle Rudolph at tight end, well, you can find another tight end to do eight or ten points a week. It's that's not that hard.
0: Yep. All right, man. Well, good. Hey, anything else you want to add as far as uh, setting a budget? Uh, I think we hit the big things. You know, don't don't be afraid to come off at a couple Mm bucks, but just just try to be as disciplined as possible. Um, Anything else? Yeah, it's a living it's
1: a living organism. Once that first pick comes off, you automatically either add or subtract from another position, and and that's kind of the only. I mean, you'll know your priorities if you feel the quarterback is more important. And you get a in, but you you know you somehow gain money. Then you can get a better quarterback if that's your your game plan or wide receiver. But yeah, we our philosophy is uh, load up the starters and hope for the best on the bench.
0: All right, man. Well, hey, good episode. I loved it. I think this will this will help people. Yeah,
1: especially especially Matt who's listening.
0: He he may do his first auction. I know.
1: Good luck to him. I uh, if he needs advice, you know, we he should be able to pose a question on our Facebook uh, uh, page.
0: Yeah, yeah, Fancy Football Facebook page. Yeah. If you ask a question on there, we will put it on the show. I guarantee. All right, dude. Hey, that's all for the uh, Fancy Boys. We are signing off. Yeah.